just reflecting on last year and and mm-hmm. where I went wrong and you know kicking myself in the ass saying god if only you had done that if only you had done this mm-hmm. and now here's your time like you can do this mm-hmm. we can do it again and you know 400k it's a it's a big goal I can't stop thinking about it. I think about it every night and and most importantly the other people in the, on, on my team you know Matt Eric and Adam they also thinking about it all the time right um but to be frank Chris I I I could see someone in window cleaning hitting a million dollars in the next two years, 100%. Mm. I think it's very, very possible. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really excited to be bringing a amazing uh, young leader. He's in his third year at the University of Western Ontario. His second year with our program, the Student Works Management Program. He is on the window cleaning side, so he's running a window cleaning business and just phenomenal success so far. He's uh, last year or, or our best ever year was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in window cleaning as of April twenty sixth. Uh, he has $146,000 booked. Uh, he has a team of people who are just super excited and enrolled and engaged to grow and build his business. Just love, love, and I'm sure you'll love the podcast, love the, 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 the conversation about just what this young person, this young leader is up to in building uh, his business this, this summer, you know, and, and uh, I know Faraz earlier on was, was on the podcast and both of them are within 10 or $15,000 of each other, you know, racing to just blow away our all-time record, really excited to see what they're both engaged in and the level of leadership and the level of growth and development, just as all of the leaders in our program are. And, and that's really what this podcast is about is, is highlighting leadership and it's about discovering leaders. So if you know any amazing young students who are looking for an incredible experience, please send them my way. You can shoot me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. You can send them to studentworks.com, or you could also send them a podcast uh, so that they can listen and hear what we're up to. Thanks so much. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I hope you love this podcast. So Taylor, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Really excited to have you. Yeah, super excited to be here. Thank you for the warm welcome. Well, fantastic. No, it's really it's really exciting. Uh, you know what you've been up to in our program, and 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 we'll sort of get to that. But but let's let's take you back. You know, to before you joined our program. You know, what were you like before that, and any frustrations that you had as a you know young university student, high school mm-hmm. student? Great question. Yeah. Um, the old Taylor. I mean, it's definitely, definitely a toughie because so much has changed since being in the program. And I've only been here like this is my second year. But uh, the old Taylor. No, I was, I was definitely a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I'd say in, in most of the environments, I was, you know, one of the harder workers at work, especially. And, uh, you know, my frustrations was just 
you know, working at McDonald's, I worked at a few restaurants in the back doing dishwashing. Right. And I'd always be, uh, you know, busting. I don't know if I can say busting my balls, but. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. just did, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be busting my balls and seeing people around me just kind of, uh, you know, kicking rocks. And it was a little upsetting. So that's why I heard about the program and just saw it as an incredible opportunity to show people what uh what i can do is show myself what i can do as well and um yeah aside from frustrations i just really didn't see myself working to my full potential and that was upsetting yeah um, and really one of my my main thought processes now is i, I want to do the work while i'm young so when i'm right. older i can you know sit back relax a little bit with the mojito in hand so yeah you know when I'm young, I want to be able to get, get as much work done as possible, work to my full potential. And uh, I didn't see that prior to this. No, fantastic. Yeah. And there really is an opportunity to really separate yourself out in your twenties. You know, I think yeah. that's where it really happens. You know, they, they say most, I was re- listening to a podcast or reading something that most income gains happen in your twenties, like 80% of the income gains that you have. So, so 20 to 30 massive, massive opportunity. And then it's, you know, people let make less, and this is on average because mm-hmm. I guess people who really crush it then also continue to make games through their thirties, forties, and fifties. But most people, once they reach thirty, it's really cost of living index that 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 have them move up. Right. You know, which which I'm sure w- would not would not satisfy you. So uh, <laughs> and and would not have satisfied me either. So, how do you see things differently after your first year's experience? Oh. World, a world of a difference there as well. Last year, I was, uh, you know, you guys, you guys offer this metaphor of, you know, in, in let's say the last forty years, you've been carving your way through this jungle, and uh, not to go off on your own and, you know, try and carve your own jungle because right. you don't have as many machetes behind you. Essentially, I don't think that was in there, but right. Um, and yeah, no, last year I just. Uh, I tried my best to follow some systems. I thought here and there, maybe I'll try my own thing. And honestly, just sticking to the systems is so, so, so beneficial. And now when I'm even marketing or I'm quoting, it is just whole different thought processes of how exactly are we going to attack this on the job site? How are we going to be able to do this the best? Right. Um, and, you know, beat budget, so on and so forth. Stay safe, of course. Right. And just last year, I was doing so much marketing and doing so, so much quoting. And the training hadn't quite happened yet. So I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. Um, And having that experience under the belt has been able to help me tremendously throughout the preseason. And and that's, you know, definitely, uh, definitely one of the reasons why I am where I am today. Absolutely. And and so I know last year we had, we had this scary thing called COVID. So, you know, how did, how did, how did that, how did you handle that? How, you know, you know, thinking back this time last year, we were still sort of shut in, not really clear if we could work, you know, how Mm. did you handle that mindset? How did you handle that experience? Yeah. You know, last year I've, I'm actually looking at my Simon stats the other day and I saw for four weeks straight, I was just a flat line. Right. And in that time last year, I was very bummed out. Um, a little bit complacent and unmotivated at the same time because it was just so uh, unknown and undetermined of what what the case was going to be. So, right, you know, with the help of of my DM Kyle, um, as well as as we, you guys behind the scenes as well, because you you know Kyle uh, also gets some support from you. Right, um, being able to adapt <clears throat> in terms of 
online estimates and doing as much as possible cold calls for 411, mm-hmm. um, just really doing whatever possible uh, to keep things going in, in those times. Um, and that, that was really how I was able to adapt. And in terms of keeping myself motivated, um, that wasn't too difficult. As soon as things opened right back up, I was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. And, and I know, you know, right now you find yourself literally double what you did all last year, you know? So, so I was just, I was, you know, kind of looking at this as you were describing that. And so what do you think top performers are doing differently? How do you, how do you see that? Top performers, I think are planning ahead, I would say. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and using their time wisely because when it all comes down to it, you know, sales and marketing, that's, that's always great to know and, and great to excel in, but production is a, a whole other beast. And for those who can prepare for production and get things done earlier, they will see themselves, you know, being given the opportunity to not be completely consumed by production and taken away from the other half of the business, which is marketing and sales. Right. And so earlier, I mean, January, February, I had half my team hired already. Because last year I had uh, a production scare where, you know, I just started my second crew, they quit. And then that first crew who was pretty much autonomous, we went to pressure wash a painted deck. And that week was just terrible. Right. And I don't, I don't want anything like that this year. So I've prepared my teams early. I've prepared training early. I've gotten everything ready because come May 3rd, not only myself, but my production manager, I don't want. Uh, I don't want everyone to just get get a big headache and get nervous and worried. And just want to keep everyone really positive and keep things going smoothly for us and the homeowner as well. Oh, for sure, for sure. And so, so um, you know, could you have seen yourself here eight months ago? You know, with this this much of a, you know, a size of a business, etc. Could I have seen myself here eight months ago? Um, I definitely would have thought it was a possibility. I don't know if I would have felt this sure about it and right now i'm i'm being supported by some fantastic people like incredible incredible people um from production to sales to marketing manager to my marketing team and production team i just you know last year it was a thought and it was a dream um but now i'm here and i'm seeing these people kind of everyone and it's just incredible because everyone's so fired up and everyone's mm-hmm. looking for more to do and and really that's what student works looks for i think i could probably refer over half of the people on my team to you guys and they would be top performers they are just that great well that's awesome so so actually let's dig into that just cuz you know um you know we've we've got $140,000 sold um in window cleaning sales and we've got already 800 estimate sorry leads that we've generated you know, 288 estimates that you've, you've done. And, and so, so when people are listening to this, it's like, wow, how, how does someone do that while they're in full-time school? Well, the, the trick is it's just not you, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the real trick, right? Yeah. So it's, so let's talk about, you know, how you were able to sort of engage and recruit and enroll uh, the people that you have in our program, in your program, and then also who you've got in your program. Sure. Well, I'll talk, I'll, I'll actually start with who, because then it'll, it'll kind of help how I did it fall in line. Sure. So for my manager positions, I've got a production manager, sales manager, and a marketing manager. My production manager is Eric Faro, a um, great friend of mine, but we actually met through him being referred 
to me last year and he was a production worker for me. And let me tell you, this guy was so easy to motivate because he's always looking for more. And he was the one that would go home after a day's worth of production and watch YouTube videos because he was subscribed to professional cleaner window cleaners and just like practice up on his S technique, see what other tricks and tips and tricks he could do. So that's why this year when it rolled around and I had this dream of some, you know, a huge, fantastic team, I knew he was fit for the production, for the production side because he was just such a great worker last year. And and he knows these tips and tricks that would take someone a whole season to know. And he can train them as well because he taught my, he taught me some of those tips and tricks. As my marketing manager, I have a um, good friend of mine named Adam Murphy. We went to high school together as well, and he is a uh, you know, high-caliber athlete. He's on the, um, the uh, varsity soccer team at Dalhousie, and he was an incredible marketer last year. And him and I, 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 so I trained him last year in marketing, and he, towards the end, like the last about month and a half, he would consistently get more leads than me. And so as much as I hated it, I loved it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, uh, he was definitely the top choice for, for marketers as well. And he's also just always someone that I can go to because right now he's out in Dalhousie. Right. Part of me out in Halifax. And so to keep him engaged, I've been having him do my calls. And um, he's just someone I can always go to and be like, oh, new Wedley, give him a call. Oh, new person for marketing on Indeed, give him a call. And right away, he's giving him a call, give him a call, give him a call right away. And then last but not least, we have Matt Economy. Uh, went to high school with him as well. Played hockey with him here in Newmarket. And he is the sales manager. And um, for Matt, he was in a similar boat with me where he was working at McDonald's. Um, and he was working just, you know, your, your typical high school minimum wage jobs. And I know he's just highly motivated, very hard worker. Um, and and w- was looking for an opportunity to touch up on, on some, some other skills that, that you would have been able to do from marketing and, and social skills to sales and understanding how to control a conversation while making it seem like you're not really controlling a conversation and stuff like that. So that is Matt. And how I enrolled all of those people was through referrals. They were right. within my network. And that is always really, really hard to find is people within your network that you could see being highly motivated and, and a top performer. Mm-hmm. And, and what, how, how I saw it was, there's the saying, you know, you are like the top five people you spend time with. Right. And there are definitely people that I spend time with that I wouldn't necessarily say have the best habits, but at the same time, they're happy people. And Matt and Eric and Adam are all very happy people. And they just so happen to be hardworking as well. And right. so I reached out to them, told them about the opportunity, and they they just jumped for it. And yeah, that's that's how we got to where we are today is really just referrals and showing them what's possible. Now, Adam and Eric was a little different because they were with me last year. Right. Oh, and, and, well, and, and one thing one thing as well that I that that I wanted to sort of just note for for our leaders uh, listening is is that so previously this is the six year we've been running the 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 window cleaning side of the business and. And so, so we started out with three people and made progress and made progress. And, and so our averages have been jumping significantly every year. Um, our records have been jumping. Last year's record was 150,000. And, and sure, with COVID, that record probably would have been bigger, I, m- I make up. 
you know, cause, cause the, the, the lockdown and Brandon would have, would have accomplished more, but basically you came into this season and basically set a $300,000 goal for you set a $400,000 goal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, 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 <laughs> and you know, again, it's, it's like, you know, it really looks like, you know, certainly the 300 looks really, really in line. And I guess you've got your mind on the 400. So what yeah. had you thinking that you could, you could just grow that much and set set the bar so much higher just reflecting on last year and and mm-hmm. where i went wrong and you know kicking myself in the ass saying god if only you had done that if only you had done this mm-hmm. and now here's your time like you can do this mm-hmm. we can do it again and you know 400k it's a it's a big goal i can't stop thinking about it. i think about it every night and and most importantly the other people in the, on, on my team you know matt eric and Adam, they also thinking about it all the time. Right. Um, but to be frank, Chris, I, I, I could see someone in window cleaning hitting a million dollars in the next two years. 100%. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think it's very, very possible. Of course, not by themselves. Of course. But if I'm even thinking to this year, because some were a little bit late bloomers to getting the swing of things. But even the team that I have now, I mean, Adam, huge, great marketer, great salesperson. He's been in Dalhousie. He's coming back next week. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been. He hasn't been here. Matt was brand new to the company, so marketing had to go through that for a little bit longer than I would have. Eric, and then sales, and then mm-hmm. Eric. He was a little bit more advanced with marketing, but sales was brand new to him. So I'm just seeing the possibility of if these people come in next year to work with me, mm-hmm. and I don't have to spend the first two to three months doing like actual training and they can hit the ground already running and we're running right. on all cylinders i don't think three quarters to a million dollars is totally out of sight not that it won't be extremely extremely difficult yeah but, uh, i definitely see the, see the potential and the possibility well it's really really exciting and, and i think um if i if i look at you know really what's what's happening in your business and really what's happening in in you know the entire business is is that we're just doing so much of a better job enrolling people in a vision of doing way better, you know, and management at a higher level, leadership at a higher level. And so that, you know, so many more of our teams have people who are really playing significant roles where, you know, in the past, mostly the operator was the operator. And so what's really changed over the last number of years is more and more people are, again, bringing in really great people. So then all of a sudden, their business, you know, again, can double and triple and quadruple because it's not about them. And that's really what, what people are learning, you know, and, and really amazing while, while, while in school. So, and, and how, how did you find, you know, this term working around, working around and, you know, having $146,000 booked before you're out of school? Hmm. I definitely would say I put a lot more into the business than I did school this year. I prepared for that too. Right, I was only taking three courses this semester because I knew what had to be done and, and what I wanted, like to fall in line with what I wanted for the team. Right. So first up was just preparing, you know, what can I do? What, right. What, and so that was, you know, three courses, do what you got to do. And at the same time, because we're all online and it's asynchronous and you can do it on your own time, then it boils down to, well, how well can you manage your time? Right. So. I'd go with Kyle every Monday. What does your schedule look like? Looks like this. And having a schedule, that's awesome. Following a schedule, whole different ballgame. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was something I need to, I needed to 
kind of touch up on and, and I'm not saying I'm there yet. There's always room for improvement. Right. Um, especially as I'm living alone now. Now it's, you know, dishes, groceries, guinea pigs, all of that. So <laughs> uh, just just managing time is, is so, so, so important. Um, and at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm okay with not getting the 80s and 90s on every single course. Right. right? If I do, cherry on top. But if I right. don't, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up over it because all in all, like, I think unless, and this is totally just preference, I could be totally wrong in, in other people's minds, but sure, unless you're in a very specialized program, like, and, and again, apologize if I'm missing out on a couple, but if you're in nursing or, you know, doctorate, doctorate, or you're, yeah, med side looking to go to medical school, yeah. or trying to get into law school, trying yeah. to get, into, yeah, exactly. So unless you're like really pursuing that and you're in a very specialized program, I just see it as an employer after school is going to look at that and say, hey, this guy actually set his mind to something for four years. This guy can be yeah. taught. He can be trained. Yeah. And even reflecting in towards my company this year, what do I look for when I'm hiring someone? I don't care if you've got 10 years of experience. If you're not coachable, I don't need you. I don't want you because right. we may do things a little differently. So um, that's why coming out of university, they see that degree. They say, okay, this person can be taught. He right. Focus. He did his work. So if I'm getting 60s and 70s, I'm okay with that. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm getting through and I'm going to get to be where I want to be. No, I hear you. I hear you. And, and so, so, you know, and, and again, it, it sounds, I know we were chatting about this a little bit earlier, but it, it sounds like you're really uh, developing a philosophy of, hey, how do you want to, how do you want to spend your life? How do you want to think about, you know, the structures of your life? And, and so, sure. so, so, you know, um, cause you're, you know, I know what, what are you taking again? You're taking governance, leadership and ethics. And ethics. Program. Yeah. And so, and so what are you getting out of that program in your mind? Oh, love the program. Just honestly, I guess uh, I guess I kind of have a little bit of selective hearing because I take so much from my leadership course, which was the GLE 2003, and they she's brought in um, my teacher's Kate, Dr. Kate Graham. She's brought in so many politicians and you know activists and deans of Huron and so many different people. And leadership is just something that I've been really looking to grasp, right? Because even as you can see from the company this year, I've got so many people. And I want to be a great leader to them. I want to mm-hmm. be someone they want to to work for. So out of that course, just like how to be a really great leader um, and setting your bottom line, like you said, kind of developing your own philosophy and setting your bottom line that kind of falls in line with what, uh, what Pat says or had said, which is when people set their minimum requirements, yeah. that's always going to be what they hit. They hit yeah. their minimums. Yeah. And so when you have a philosophy and you have these i guess policies are just kind of that bottom line standards standards, standards. exactly uh, when you have that standard whether it's in business or you know whether it's just in your personal life it's like you're always going to hit that standard so this course has really allowed me to take a look at things on a broad scale and say well if i'm in this situation what am i going to do what's my standard because that's right. going to be what i will do if i find mm-hmm. myself in that situation so yeah, of course, this really just allowed me to develop a better understanding of who I am in the world that we live in and, and where I stand in, in terms of thought process and what I would do in specific situations. Yeah. Yeah. No, fascinating. And, and, and you know, again, one of, the, one of the great things is I think there's so much great leadership thought in books and conversations. Mm-hmm. And then what's even better is ultimately, you know, you get to practice it. 
you get to play play it out in the field, which is your business, and and mm-hmm. and see how it works. You know, yeah. see how how me playing that role. How do I do? And how, how how what what what's the impact of me me playing that game? So so really really awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely being able to to take what I learned in class to the streets and practice it. For that in specific, I'm in a, a philosophy of money course, right? As well as in the GLE 2003, she brought in a um, oh gosh, I forget her name. Her name's Siri Siri Agrell. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the name, but she was talking to us all about communication. And I was like kind of mixing the two philosophy of money, money. How do people really understand the idea and the value of money? Especially right. how can I communicate that to them? And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this in the field. So communicating this idea of money and like the value, what kind of value am I offering you for this idea of your concept of money when I'm trying to, let's say even gutter guts, like, well, right. obviously to who you're talking to, you know, if they're someone who's like, I spoke with an accountant. Right. They're not going to care so much about the work. They're going to care, well, does this make fiscal sense? Yes. As opposed to someone who's, you know, got three kids and wants to be able to spend a summer with them, especially with COVID because they're trapped inside their house. And it's, oh, yeah, like I got to go up on a 32 foot ladder and clean this for like hours and hours. Well, then it's say, hey, you don't have to do that for the next 10 to 20 years if you've got gutter guards. Right. They're like, understanding well where's the value at with the money and then communicating it to them in a sense where they can really understand and, and process it and want it like you need them to design like want the value that you want them to see it the same way that you see it so yeah just so many different concepts that you learn in school that you can actually practice in the field is just such a cool experience because i mean you know, i'm working at mcdonald's maybe if i'm working at pale i can practice up a little bit on communication but Nothing to the extent that's that's been been offered to me here. So, oh, fantastic! Well, so final question, Taylor. When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? I'd say, all in all, the best leaders are leaders that allow other people to lead. Okay. All in all, because if you're a true leader, you want what's best for other people, and what's best for other people is allowing them to to grow and develop themselves as well. No, even just thinking to the to the three people supporting me the most this year, Eric, Adam, and Matt, they have changed so much just themselves, and they have taken on so much leadership as well. And uh, yeah, there's there's no I in team, and I think being a leader is giving people giving people the opportunity to lead. Not all will take it, mm-hmm. but you know, and and even that's kind of what Student Works is doing. Because you guys gave me the opportunity to lead because I need a team behind me and I'm giving them the opportunity to lead. And then even people coming in, they're given the opportunity. Hey, do you want more from this? Yeah. Why don't you try, you know, taking on this little task and this little task and this little task? Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. No, and I I know, you know, because you know, we'll I I I I do a lot of top performer calls and call when people have big weeks. So Taylor and I uh have spoken a bunch in the in the preseason. And I know one thing that's really jumped out of out of those conversations with me is just, you know, when you shared, you know, more people are coming up and asking for more opportunities and asking mm-hmm. to, you know, and and so it's it's opening this opportunity. And again, like you said, you can offer it. 
And some people really want to take it, you know, again, Mm -hmm. other people say, no, I'm good here. I'll just do this role for you. Great. That's fantastic. You know, and, Mm -hmm. and making those choices, but it's, it's really, I I'm, I'm really, really uh, excited about what you've got happening here in your business. Congratulations to you. And of course your team, because I know it's not the Taylor Nichols show, right. Mm -hmm. It's about having everybody, you know, uh, make it work. You know, yeah. so, uh, so, so congratulations and, uh, you know, really excited to, to see us, uh, you know, launch into this amazing season. Um, and so let's make it a fantastic one. Definitely. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, you betcha. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.